How do we not become cynical in this hyper-politicized, increasingly violent, pandemic-saturated world in which we live? In this morning's gospel, John the Baptist says that the faith tradition you're born into doesn't mean anything unless you put the values of that faith tradition into action. If you have extra, John says, give it away. Don't take more than what's meant for you. Don't extort each other. Don't threaten each other. Be satisfied with what you have. John's instructions sound simple. And yet our culture runs rampant with the opposite. Our leaders have made art forms out of extortion and threatening. We're constantly made to feel as if we don't have enough. Although many of us were taught that Christianity is about belief, these directives from John the Baptist are rooted in action. Be generous. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Holding ourselves to these standards is one way that we can prevent cynicism from consuming our souls. Another antidote to cynicism is joy. Today is one of my favorite Sundays because today is known as Joy Sunday or Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete is a Latin word that means rejoice. The Old Testament lesson, the New Testament lesson, as well as the canticle assigned for today, all focus on joy. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. This famous line of scripture was written while Paul was in jail waiting to be executed. If Paul can invoke joy during the most challenging moment of his life, what then is the nature of joy? Leon Bloy says that joy is the infallible sign of the presence of God. Joy is the divine presence within us. One way that we know that we're near to God is when we're joyful. Likewise, when we see someone else being joyful, we know that God is present with them. Joy was a characteristic of Jesus' ministry. Jesus wasn't fearful. He was grounded in the present moment. He lived comfortably in his own skin. He thought about others more than himself. All qualities that contribute to joy that we are capable of replicating. We were created by a joyful God. Jesus models joy for us. Joy is an expression of our true selves. Joy is different than happiness. Archbishop Desmond Tutu says that joy is much bigger than happiness. While happiness is often seen as being dependent upon external circumstances, joy is not. Science agrees with him. Joy stimulates a different nervous system than happiness. It's your parasympathetic versus your sympathetic. And as a result, joy can coexist with emotions like grief and pain. It's neither naive nor fleeting. When Paul calls upon joy while he's waiting to be put to death, he testifies to the fact that joy is an inner experience, not dependent upon what's going on around us.
According to Harvard psychiatrist George Valiant, the most dramatic spiritual experience is joy. Scientists believe we're capable of experiencing joy in our earliest stages of development. However, even though we're hardwired for joy, we still have to practice its habits. Joy is a spiritual practice, has to be worked out like a muscle. In the book of joy, the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu outline eight habits that cultivate joy. Perspective, humility, humor, acceptance, forgiveness, gratitude, compassion, generosity, alongside eight experiences that obstruct our joy, anxiety, frustration, grief, despair, loneliness, envy, suffering, and a fear of dying. Speaking from the perspectives of different faith traditions, these wisdom seekers arrive at the same conclusions. One, even though joy is found within us, we have to nourish it. And two, it also takes work to minimize those things that undermine our joy, many of which are our own creation. The last thing I want to say about joy this morning is that there is an element of joy that can only be known through serving one another. So many great thinkers are in alignment about this. St. Francis, it's in giving we receive. Leo Tolstoy, the sole meaning of life is to serve humanity. Winston Churchill, we make a living by what we get, we make a life by what we give. When we understand that joy is a divine presence within us and not a naive emotion, and that we're capable of tapping into joy even when life is challenging, and that we have the capability to cultivate our joy. What happens is that our lives become less self-focused and more oriented towards one another. There's joy to be found in serving each other, and each of you could tell me your own stories about that, but moreover, the act of caring for each other spreads joy. Joy is of God, joy is within us, joy is resilient, joy is a spiritual practice, and joy is also contagious. I'm not sure how cynical you're feeling these days. I do know that we're all trying to navigate a continual onslaught of negative and overwhelming information I believe that any antidote to cynicism, any key to keeping our hearts open, includes treating others the way we want to be treated, living generously, and practicing the habits of joy. You know, we cannot fake any of this. We must continue to learn and relearn how to turn away from ourselves and towards one another, because that is where we find the meaning of life. In the name of God, amen.